Hey podcast, welcome to day 30 of our fast wrong thinking. Today we're fasting from the thought that says what's wrong with me. Really excited for you to hear today's episode. Remember to let Gregory Dickow know what you think about it on Facebook or Twitter at Gregory Dickow. I hope you enjoy. A distorted view of God will lead you to a distorted view of yourself, which will cause your enemy to view you defeated if you view you defeated. Do you understand what's happening here? If you see yourself like a grasshopper, your enemy will see you that way. If you see yourself the way God sees you as more than a conqueror through his love, if you see yourself the way you really are, as greater is he that's in you than he is in the world. You're the head and not the tail above only and not beneath. You're the righteousness of God. You're blessed coming in. You're blessed going out. When you see yourself that way, the devil backs off. He doesn't want to tangle with you. He doesn't want to get into a scuffle with you. He doesn't want to mess with somebody that knows who they are. He only can mess with people that don't know who they are. He says, show yourself approved unto God. Show yourself study to show yourself approved unto God. What he's saying is study to show yourself that you are approved. He doesn't say study enough and then you'll be approved because when is enough? When you studied first Timothy, when you studied second Timothy, when you have studied numbers, when you've studied Deuteronomy, at what point have we studied enough to be approved by God? No, he's saying study to show yourself something. Study the Bible to show yourself. I am revealing to myself. I'm showing myself by looking in this Bible. I am showing myself that I am approved. I'm approved. I'm the righteousness of God. I'm the righteousness of God. I'm the righteousness of God. I'm not going to be condemned another day in my life. I'm showing myself. Second Corinthians 521 says he was made sin so I could be made the righteousness of God. Romans 517. What am I doing? Showing myself that I'm approved. And when you know that you're approved unto God, guess what? Now you can be a workman that will not be ashamed. You will not live in shame because you have proven to yourself that God approves of you and God calls you the righteousness of God. And now you will go forth and you will when you fall, you'll get up. You'll have favor surrounding you like a shield. All the promises of God that have to do with being righteous are yours because you are the righteousness of God. Every one of us in this room has asked has asked ourselves the question, what did I do wrong? Like something starts going wrong for you and something you don't quite understand and something you can't quite figure out. And like, why am I, you know, Lord, why am I going through these these? Why am I going through this flood? Why am I going through this this storm of water? And we and we go to try to figure stuff out rather than just keep expecting the goodness and the love of God, love, love and more love. Because you say, well, yeah, I know, but I know I messed up. See, if you're only fixing something now in your life, you're only fixing it because now you got some you think God's against you. So you go to start fixing something in your life. You're fixing that area of your life for the wrong reason. And God's not against you. He's for you, not against you. But in our mental gymnastics, our mental games that we play are like, oh, I got to fix this in my life because something's not right. And and and, and we get and that's when we make really bad decisions. That's when we say, oh, it must be, you know, it must be the church I'm going to. Oh, it must be my husband. Oh, it must be my job. It must be my boss. That must be the problem when it's really is you stopped believing in the simple thing 
Jesus Christ and him crucified. You started thinking, oh, why don't you know, why don't I have this yet? Why don't I have that yet? Why hasn't this worked out for me yet? Why hasn't this worked out for me yet? And you start trying to tinker with it and fix it. And that's why Paul centers us. He centers us back on. I know nothing. I want to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Why? Because the cross is love. And what should we expect when we know that God loves us? We should expect the curse to turn into a blessing. It's time that we discover our new name because you weren't made to fail. You were made for success. You were made for greatness. You were made to be more than a conqueror. Amen. And uh, that's who you are. And we've got to wake up to the greatness that's inside of us. So I've renamed you. And from now on, if you're if you if you if you've been if you failed at anything uh, throughout your life or if you've lost anything in your life, you you've been renamed. You're not a loser. You're not a failure. You're not second class citizen. You're not you're not the second pick. You're not the third pick. You're not the fourth pick in the draft. You are God's chosen. You're the first pick that God has. He he had you're not his you're not his plan B. You're his plan A. Nobody here is God's plan B. Nobody here is God saying, you know what? The people I really wanted to use, they just didn't qualify. So I'm going to have to settle for you. God doesn't settle. So you must be pretty important that since God doesn't settle for anything, he picked you. Amen. Amen. He's not settling. Therefore, when he thought of you, he thought of the greatness that's inside of you and he knows you better than you know yourself. And no matter what you think about yourself, no matter how much you think you know yourself or how much you think your husband or your wife knows you, nobody knows you like God knows you. And God, when God thinks of you, he was willing to invest in you. And I think it's really important that we get a hold of his investment for a moment. God knows everything. And for him to invest, not you know, kind of a little bit of money that he had to the side. He didn't invest a little bit of something that wasn't going to cost him anything. He invested his own son and placed him inside of you. Then he said, you know what? I'll tell you what, not only am I going to give you my son, not only am I going to save you, rescue you, buy you, even though you might not think you have any value, the devil doesn't think you have any value. People don't think you have any value. But I believe you have so much value that I'm going to pay for you with my own son. And oh, and by the way, not only am I going to pay for you with my own son, if that's not enough of an investment in your mind, I'm going to put my spirit, the very same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, the very same spirit that constituted us when I said, let us make man in our image, that same Holy Spirit that has existed from before the world began, I am putting him inside of you. I have so much faith in you. I have so much belief in you that I am investing my son. I am am investing my spirit in you. And then I'm going to give you my word. I'm going to give you my armor. I'm going to give you my power. I'm going to give you all things pertaining to life and godliness. You think that's a bad offer? Let me tell you something. It's not an offer at all. It's not a bargain. It's not a trade. It's not a it's not a risk as far as God's concerned. It's because he knows who you are. He knows what he made you to be. He knows what you are made of. He knows the end from the beginning. He knows what the future holds. And he is no stupid. He is not stupid. He is smart enough to put 
his most valuable possessions as his investment into you. That makes you something. That makes you great. It makes you amazing. It makes you special that God would value you that much. We've got to start walking around in this life like we're like we're important to God, like we're valuable to God. We're not important because we got a college education. We're not important because we got, you know, because we're white or we're black or, or we've got the perfect figure. We're not we're not important because we're smarter than the average bear. We're important because God values us enough to invest his greatest gifts and his greatest wealth inside of us. That's how valuable you are. And this is how you fight your battles. Ephesians 614 says putting on the breastplate of righteousness. Now, what does a breastplate do? A breastplate protects the vital organs. The breastplate protects your lungs, how you breathe. It protects your heart, how you feel, what you believe. So everything inside of you that is that is how you function is protected by the breastplate of righteousness. And so righteousness becomes a part of your spiritual weapons. We fight our battles with the weapon of righteousness, because what where the devil gets victory in our lives is in our heart. When we allow lies in our heart, you're not right with God. You haven't done enough for for God. You better do more for God. I want to do more for God, but not to get right with him. I want to do more for him because I'm so thankful that he made me right with him. He calls it the breastplate of God's approval, the breastplate of God's approval, because when we use the word righteousness, we sometimes it's it just seems over our head. It sounds like a religious term. It's not, but it sounds like a spiritual term that I could never really understand fully. But if you understand what it really means, then you could truly begin to use it the way that it was meant to be used. And what it's what it truly means is it's called the breastplate of God's approval. It's God's approval and it's your rights. You have the right. The righteous man falls seven times and he gets up. You have the right to get up. You have the right to be healed. You have the right to be blessed. You have the right to be delivered. These are all the the blessings that come upon the righteous. But you're not righteous because you got it all together. You're righteous because Jesus has given you the gift of righteousness. Now you need to use this righteousness to protect your heart from condemnation, to protect your heart from guilt, to protect your heart from accusation, to protect your heart from the devil lying to you, to protect your heart from the fears that come against you. This is what protects our heart. This is how we guard our heart. This is how we watch over our heart by holding on to the breastplate of God's approval. God's approval. It says Ephesians 614, take your stand, fasten truth around your waist like a belt, put on God's approval as your breastplate. And where do you get God's approval? Through the gift of righteousness. You have been made right with God. You have God's full approval because of the blood of Jesus. Our value and our worth should come from the one who paid for us with his own blood. And when we cultivate that sense of worth, you're a human being. It doesn't matter what color you are. You're a human being. It doesn't matter to me what political party you're from. You're a human being. It doesn't matter how old or young you are. You're a human being. It doesn't matter to me if you're struggling with your gender and struggling with your identity. My job is not to tell you who you are in your physical sense. My job is to tell you who you are in Christ and show you how valuable you are, how much worth you have, and then let your worth 
Let your cultivated worth determine your choices. Someone tells us not to dream. Someone tells us not to imagine. Someone tells us it can't be done. Someone tells us we'll never amount to that. Someone tells us you'll always be this or you'll always be that or you'll never be rich or you could never start your own business or you could never get married to the best kind of person or you could never have this or you could never break that addiction or you'll never stop being depressed or you'll never break that anxiety or you'll never be free from that sickness or what happened in your life and what you did it'll mark you the rest of your life and let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. God doesn't look at you that way. God doesn't mark you with those mistakes. Those are just pieces of marble around your David. And God is going to continue to chip away at those. Those things are not you. Those are the things that are trying to keep you bound inside and keep you hidden inside. And God is breaking those things out of you. That's why he brought you here today. That's why you're here today so that you could be awakened to the greatness, the greatness that's inside of you. You were God's idea. Therefore, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks about your color, your age, your size, your race, your intelligence, your intellect, your background, your education. None of it matters. Your value is not determined by the gifts, the talents, the abilities or the intelligence that you have. Your value and your worth is based on the fact that you were God's idea. He loves you. He thought of you before the foundation of the world. And that's why he paid for you with the ultimate price of his son, not to give you value, but because he recognized your value you were his idea. Love made you. When God made you, love made you. Everything in your life changes when you stop being ignorant of what you are and what's inside of you. You are the temple of God and his spirit dwells in you and you've got power, love and a sound mind. Say, I got power, love and a sound mind. Thanks, everyone, for joining us on the podcast today. If you enjoyed today's episode, feel free to share it with a friend. And remember, if you haven't signed up yet for the 40-day Fast and Wrong Thinking email devotional, you can do that anytime. It's absolutely free. Just go to fastforwrongthinking.com, drop your name and your email address there, and you're good to go. We'll catch you tomorrow. Have an awesome day.